0: I'd like to preface this with the information that this is a work of fiction, and the title I've given it is After School. Betsy never liked to hear the ringing of the school bell, which marked the end of the day. Her math book was open on her desk, and she sat staring at it. Mrs. Rogers was doing paperwork at her desk and hadn't yet noticed that a student remained in the classroom. All of the children liked her, except for Dylan Jones, and he didn't like anybody. She never raised her voice, and if someone gave a wrong answer, she never called him stupid. She would say things like, Let's read that through again and put on our thinking caps. I know you can work this out if you give it some thought. The school was so quiet that Betsy could hear the tick-tock sounds of the clock on Mrs. Rogers' desk. She held her pencil in her hand as if she was really thinking about the problems in the book instead of the ones at home. She was so filled with dread that her tummy was knotting up, and she was so lost in her thoughts that she did not hear Mrs. Rogers come up to her desk. Betsy, didn't you hear the school bell? Oh, hi, Mrs. Rogers. I've been trying to work on some of my homework. Our house is so noisy that it's hard for me to study at home. That wasn't really the truth, but Betsy often lied to hide the truths about what went on behind closed doors in her home. I'm sorry that I can't let you stay any longer. I have to leave now and lock the door to the classroom on my way out. That's okay, Mrs. Rogers. Betsy lifted the top of her desk and took out the rest of her books. Mrs. Rogers noticed that she was moving at a snail's pace. As usual, Betsy was wearing a dress that was less than fresh and clean, and it had been poorly mended on the shoulder. Betsy left her school books on her desk and walked over to where her coat was hanging from a peg on the wall. As she slowly put it on, she said, "'Thanks, Mrs. Rogers. I'll see you tomorrow.' She got her books and shuffled across the room to the door. When she got out to the front steps of the school, she took a deep breath but was unable to square her shoulders. That would take way too much effort. As she walked away, she did not notice the bright sun and the birds singing in the trees. About a block away from the school, she took a left turn and headed over to the church graveyard. With its many trees and flowers, it was a pleasant place to drag out the length of her walk home. This afternoon, she stopped beside her favorite tombstone. It was not very big and had an angel lying across the top. She read out loud, Eleanor Rose Garamond, 1932-1938, to Beloved Daughter. She often wondered about Eleanor. Was she really beloved, or did they put it there to hide the truth? And why did she die so young? Did someone hurt her? Well, if things were bad at home, at least she can be happy now with the angels in heaven, she said to herself. She began to walk a little faster. It wouldn't do for her to be home after dark or to be too late to clean off the kitchen table for supper. The bruise on her shoulder from last tardiness was still fading. As she walked up the front steps, she noticed the morning paper was still lying on the front porch. This was not a good sign. She quietly opened the front door and peeked around the corner. The house was quiet and no one was in sight. There were no pleasant smells coming from the kitchen stove. Her mom's shoes were on the floor in front of the sofa, and her coat had been tossed across the chair. It was not an unfamiliar sight, and she knew where to go next. Holding her breath, she moved slowly down the hall to the bedroom. She peeked through the open door and saw her mom sprawled across the bed. The odor of stale gin was hanging in the air. Well, at least she made it to the bed before she passed out, she said to herself. Betsy went into the kitchen and got a bowl and spoon from the cupboard. Another night without a hot meal, but she was not disappointed. She was in the middle of reading A Little House on the Prairie. She could read and have a quiet meal, pretending that the happy family was hers.